but yeah yeah like hello fresh would be good too they sent me the problem with like hello fresh and blue apron is like there's no low carb snacks like i just want Mm. like here make this pile of bacon (laughs) (laughs) so you basically just want someone to deliver you bacon like every week i'd like some buttered peppered bacon please or like i don't know let's have some zoodles or something like i can't be eating all these carbs girl i'm trying to keep my summer body maybe we need to create a service that's for like keto friendly eaters well i keep saying we need to google it but like it's too hard like opening your phone and like typing (laughs) letters i know (laughs) you wouldn't even vote for miss congeniality so like (laughs) like i don't think we can really count on you for too much research i I just like talking about things and bitching about it rather than doing don't you get it i'm starting to see a pattern yes Oh, <laughs> I think I'm starting to see a pattern. Too. <laughs> oh, God. Um, well, should we get into the show, you guys? Yes, it's time. Yes. Hey. <laughs> Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey, girl. Thanks for coming. Well, hello, guys, and thanks for coming, America. This is Seth. Hi, it's Jamal. And I'm Stony. Whoa. You guys, I thought we were to see <laughs> who got crowned winner this week, but we didn't. Plot I didn't really twist. think that. <laughs> no, yeah, we knew there was at least one more week, although we want it to happen. There's, like, the finale's going to last, like, all of next month, so <laughs> so every week we're going to get, like, a new segment of the finale, I think. <laughs> yeah, they're like, this, and a reunion. <laughs> the season's never going to end. It's been going on for so long, and they keep dragging it out. It's so and don't forget, yeah. there's basically two seasons back-to-back, so it just feels like it's been forever. Yeah, I hope they give us a break. I mean, I, it's more fun when you're like, have to wait a little bit and then you're like, you know, so excited to see the new Queens and like get into the gig and all that stuff. But when it's like back to back to back, it's like kind of sucks. And then Trixie didn't even really get much time to be like the winner of all stars three. Right. She's kind of got to share that, that spotlight with whoever wins season 10. Yeah. That Who do you think's going to win? I think Aquarius is going to pull it out. Uh-oh. I'm pretty sure it's Aquaria. I think the Vixen's going to win. <laughs> Plot twist. Plot twist. Oh, gosh. But oh we can my get God. into that more in Untucked, I think. So we'll have a more detailed conversation then. Um, I hope you guys all enjoyed our first installation of Queer Film Review. Yay! Yes, 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 yes. I really enjoyed doing that with Rachel. Um, we have one more planned for you. Um, and then also, I'm going to make Jamal and Stoney watch Call Me By Your Name finally. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. I'm actually getting excited for it. Finally going to see this film that Seth has seen 27 What times. if we hate it? Like, I feel like if we hate it, it's not going to be a good podcast. It's going to be a very contentious <laughs> podcast if you guys don't like it. <laughs> it's going to be heated and tense. <laughs> I'm sure uh, I will like it. Wait, isn't it, there like another gay movie? It's more mainstream, but it's like called I Love Simon or something. Yeah, or, Love Simon. Is that one stupid? I don't like it as much, um, but I think I'm just like too old for the audience that they were <laughs> aiming for that. <laughs> See, I just, yeah, because there's not like a high school kid that comes out in high school yeah 
it's like this kid he comes out well he is like forced out of the closet they have like this anonymous site for like their school mm-hmm. and you can just like post gossip i guess and so someone oh. posted about like being gay in the closet and then he responds to it uh-huh. in hopes to like meet another gay guy i guess or maybe like this is their form of grinder i don't know oh, um no. but <laughs> um so it's kind of like about that and like coming out and like dealing with parental reactions and, um, you know, seeing if, if this relationship works out or whatever happens between these two guys. Okay. You know, this sounds a lot like Gossip Girl. I bet it was that bitch Georgina. You know, probably. his little brother. I think it's like out XOXO. on, on yeah. DVD or something. <laughs> I was going to like rent it on Amazon, but um, I don't know how I feel about all that. <laughs> it's definitely worth watching at least once maybe twice or three times but call me <laughs> by your name is like a movie that i can just watch over and over like i literally just watched it last night <laughs> <laughs> oh my god wait is that uh, what you had on your instagram story uh, well i posted that on our instagram story oh. because i've <laughs> been emailing with um one of our listeners who's just seen that movie for the first time oh fun. and we're discussing the movie so i was inspired to share a little bit with you guys so hopefully you guys yeah. saw it it'll probably be too late if, once the podcast goes up but <laughs> <laughs> i saw bits and pieces of it i was just confused because it looked like it was like an 80s music video well this story does take place during the 80s so it oh. sort of is i guess in a way <laughs> uh, that makes um, sense yeah <laughs> It was also fun listening to um, Rachel. We had a great time um, listening to you both while we were driving around Southern Indiana Yay. this weekend. She seemed so fun, and <laughs> she had some good commentary. I know. Too. I really liked her voice. It, it had like an ASMR moment for a little bit, right? <laughs> well, I was, when I started editing, I was like, "Wow, like Rachel, you sound so good." And she's like, "Are you sure? I don't know." And I was like, "Dude, this is gonna be good." She sounds great. I know. She's got like that. Linda Holmes type voice of like pop culture happy hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she definitely has the voice for podcasts. Like, <laughs> so I had a really fun time. If you guys liked it, let us know. We're probably still going to record our other one <laughs> about this uh, other movie we saw called My Big Gay Italian Wedding. Yeah. I look forward to that. And speaking of Italian, I am drinking Bellini's right now because mm. it is Sunday morning. Good so, morning. Oh. Yeah. This is my breakfast. <laughs> I haven't eaten anything else yet. <laughs> oh, God. Help us all. So this could start out like as a super good podcast, but then end up being like with Jamal and Stoney calling the hospital. <laughs> like he just passed out. Y'all. So we're just going to we'll finish real quick. without Seth. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. Queen. Girl. Um, so also fun news. If you haven't been following our Twitter closely, well, a, what, the fuck is wrong with you hello (laughs) b (laughs) the vixen added us and it wasn't to tell us that we were poking the bear oh i love the vixen now (laughs) wait Wait, what hold on no you didn't see this i I saw that wasn't loud i just killed a fly vixen has been uh conversating with seth not me because i'm never on our twitter account no we're we're friends oh my god hold on me and the vixen are friends now what happened yeah vixen i forget what did vixen say i don't even remember Um, well the vixen was like watching call me by your name on 
uh, her airplane flight, and so we like really bonded over that. Oh I think like on a spiritual level. So, <laughs> so um, I told her. Oh, she was asking for more selections. She said she'd watched. I think she said Love Simon, Call Me by Your Name, and I was like, Well, then you should watch The Fault in Your Stars next if you want. <laughs> if you're watching movies that are going to make you cry, <laughs> like. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think you need to like Seth. I don't know, like. If they release like a director's or collector's edition for this movie, you should be on the audio commentary track. I would love to be audio commentary (laughs) for the movie. (laughs) Or like you need to interview the director of the movie because you know way too much about this movie. I would love to. All fun like I know this is like I don't know maybe not interesting to but it's on topic. So like recently within the past few days. Um, the director of Call Me By Your Name, they had a screening in Italy. I, f- I don't remember which, I don't think it was for the Crema Film Festival, but it was for like some type of a film festival in Northern Italy. Hmm. And there they showed two scenes that were cut from the movie and also um, announced that they are going to be working on Call Me By Your Name too. So I am hoping with the release of this new footage, maybe they will re-release the movie with like bonuses mm-hmm. and stuff. Interesting. Cool. So well, no one else probably cares besides me, but <laughs> no, we'll make sure you have the collector's edition of whatever is released. Yeah, I need the platinum version. <laughs> <laughs> I need the Delta Sky Miles version of Call Me by Your Name DVD. <laughs> yeah, and tack Jesus on those credit credits as well. Yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so other than that, how have you guys been doing this week? Uh, I guess it's been like an okay week. I know that sounds like boring. It's hot as hell here. It's been hot. I'm trying not to complain because I hate the cold. I bought a puzzle. I've been putting together this thousand piece puzzle. I've been playing lots (laughs) of video games. It's like really hard. So there's like this mountainscape and sky that we're going to have to jump into. It's Zelda Breath of the Wild for all you like video game nerds, which are like zero out there. And I say, Um, I say we're like, I'm helping. So um, he's like doing all of this. But it's so, like fun. Jamal's really doing a good job and like doing a lot for this team. Jamal just <laughs> basically like put the pieces that match in a corner and then I've been putting it together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Jamal's sorting the puzzle. <laughs> I'm just sorting the pieces really. <laughs> I'm not actually putting it together. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> This makes so much sense for your life because you're a supervisor. So I feel like that's like oh my gosh, yeah, what you'd be doing. <laughs> now, see, at work, I actually help out. This is just like my brain hurts, and I might have had one too many bourbons by then. Mm. I think it's my ADD. I just get sucked into puzzles, and I can't stop. It's kind of like video games. Like I could play for hours. And, like, someone would have to make sure I'm breathing. Oh. Well, I was going to say, with video games, I can play, like, a solid 30 minutes, and then my ADD is so crazy that I just, like, can't focus anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, because you never play Splatoon with us. I know. Well, I don't have a console, first of all, but even if I did, I probably wouldn't be, like, <laughs> able to play it regularly. <laughs> hey, I'm just getting back into, like, playing video games a little bit, so... I understand. Also, how are you feeling, Jamal? The Queen just dropped an album last night or yesterday. Oh, that is right. So I listened to it three times already. Straight through. In 24 hours, three times. Three times. So it's good. It's solid. I enjoyed it. I don't know what my favorite track is yet. But yeah, of course, I'm sitting yeah. down to write like 
a little product review and yeah girl i get a text message from elizabeth warren like <laughs> here of you course. go bitch wig snatched what were you doing doesn't matter anymore doesn't matter <laughs> beyonce's here <laughs> She's queer. Get used to it. <laughs> yeah. So with the swiftest of fingertips and while also talking to Stoney's parents, because we were visiting family this weekend, I had to re-up my title subscription, <laughs> go get my earbuds, catch my yeah. breath, and then press play. You know, Jay-Z better be glad that Beyonce is his wife because no one gives a shit about title. But thank God you have a wife that's, like, amazing because no one cares about your music, only your wives. She'd, like, throw some shade at Spotify, too. In the, on the album? Yeah, I forget the, the words, but it's quoted all over the internet already. Oh, sorry, Spotify. Dun, dun, dun. Is she on Spotify? It's very, whatever she yeah. chooses. <laughs> she is on Spotify because I went there looking for the new album because I'm a basic bitch and I don't have title. Yeah. Um, so her they didn't old, have it. <laughs> her old catalog is on there. Yeah. Bas- basically, um, any of her newer stuff is not on there. Oh, is it because like it's her old record label? Mm-hmm. So like she yeah. doesn't own the rights to it or something? All her Parkwood stuff basically is not there. Yeah. So out of protest for title, I listened to the I Am World Tour album. And Which I was is just, like, always fabulous. <laughs> Dude, it was so good. Like, I don't know if I've ever heard that live album before. And like she covers like Alanis Morissette. Yes, and it's so um, good. Yeah, it was awesome. So... F you, Jay-Z. I'm not <laughs> contributing to your stupid tidal wave. And <laughs> I'm going to enjoy Beyonce in the way that I choose. That's right, honey. Ugh, I don't know. I just blame Jay-Z for everything that I don't yeah. like. <laughs> I do like the... Um, I don't know if it was just like a promo video, but I like the look like of her of him and Beyonce. They have like this sort of like 70s vibe going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they tie it all into their tour, and they do, like, these little clips that I haven't seen yet that there's usually the story they're sticking with, and you see all those visuals at the show. Uh-oh. That's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Are you excited? When's, when, it, when are you guys going to that? We will be at the Chicago show Friday, August 10th. All right. So, so if you guys pumped. are going to be there, too, maybe hit up the Twitter, and you guys can have a meetup. Something. We'll yeah. be all dying together. Um, yeah, girl. We'll probably do a <laughs> podcast review of it. And when I say we, I mean Jamal. And then I'll just be there for support. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you'll just be there holding his wig on. Yeah. <laughs> to make sure it doesn't fall off. Uh, Karen Huger of Potomac. Well, listen, so. I learned I learned my lesson last time. There are so many people trying to upload to Snapchat or whatever at these shows. Like, it's just impossible. So I'm just going to yeah. take some cute little video clips and get my life and then i'll do like maybe a live girl you don't even need to like take video clips let the twinks do that because be there in the moment (laughs) and enjoy it that's true i can just go online and go hashtag you can see all the shit already you don't need to you can get your jish you know you don't need to uh you don't need to get the the video clips you can just search hashtag white twink and then you'll get all of the beyonce clips you want i'm just curious what's gonna happen at this show because last time we were in st louis bitch we saw her captain dancer ashley everett get engaged this is like the main dancer you know the one with the red hair all the time Mm -hmm. we saw her get engaged i'm just gonna make sure that like, I'm going to let you and Ebeth be next to each other, and I'll be, like, next to Ebeth. Yeah. And by next to Ebeth, he means he's going to be at the bar drinking, <laughs> not watching the concert. See, the first show, we're right by the club seating, too. 
last time I couldn't really get my eight counts in because I was too wow. shocked at what was happening. So this year yeah. I'm ready. I've been stretching. Maybe you'll get to see Blue Ivy in the club seats. She might be there patrolling. You I'm know, sure she's got yeah. an army of nannies watching Blue Ivy. <laughs> That's my mom. You, night, you need to get off Snapchat and watch my mom. Blue watch Ivy's my probably mom. just going to be hanging out on the main security guard's shoulders. Like that one over there. She looks fishy. Get her out. Get her get out of out. here. Yeah. I don't like her. She's <laughs> she staring too hard. Get rid yeah, of her. She is. Get her out of here. <laughs> all right. Can we like... Get all the white twinks out of here. Can we like stop the Beyonce cast and move on to Drag Race? Okay, okay. Sorry. Um, (laughs) I was going there. I'm sorry. Beyonce is important. She needs to have a little, you know, her her moment. This is her moment. I know. Okay, Beehive, don't fucking come for me. I was just kidding. (laughs) She knows better, Beehive. Oh, God. Um, Well, an exciting news from Seth. I got to see Trixie Mattel this week. How was it seeing Miss Dolly Parton herself in person? It was great. There were so many white people there. <laughs> of course there were. Um, <laughs> but no, in real, uh, in all realness, there were a lot of white people there, but and lots of women. <laughs> lots of women, uh, I'm sure. So was it amazing? Because I'm so jealous. I wanted to go to the Moving Parts tour, but it just did not work out with our schedule. We tried. We checked like five times to see if we could make did it you? happen. Mm-hmm. It was so good well i mean you know it, it was about like i mean 75 percent comedy 25 percent music i was hoping for more of an even percentage between the two because she was really like playing up that she was going to be playing more music mm-hmm. um and that's what i love but um uh it was still fun and okay. the thing the thing about Trixie, you know, live is that her comedy is very dark. <laughs> like uh-huh. she'll joke about having sex with your family, Columbine, <laughs> uh, uh, and other like politically incorrect material. And it's like you just never know whether or not to cheer. <laughs> politically unstable material. What's her like style like? Because I don't know if I've ever seen her live. Like, I saw her she... jumpsuit she had on. Well, I mean, like her comedy. Like, is it oh. like like general just like stand up comedy? Or like I don't. Yeah, well, you just said it's, it's kind of dark. Yeah, it'll be like you know, every it'll be like she'll go on this whole sort of like, you know, thing, and then all of a sudden she'll like switch to this like really dark stuff. Like for example, um, she was like talking about how like gays will cheer for like anything basically, <laughs> and so she was like, you know, how's it going, Seattle? And everyone cheers. And it's like, who's happy to be here? And then everyone cheers again. And then she's like, who here fucks kids? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and like a couple people did cheer, but it was like significantly less cheering no. for that. <laughs> and then she's like, "Now some of you seem to be making a lot of excuses about how you don't really fuck kids." Like, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> like I think <laughs> so. It's like stuff like that. So you're like, it's like uncomfortable, and you're like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I can kind of see that. I guess on the show, um, uh, it's a little different. It's it would be hard for me to imagine her just doing solo comedy when I'm used to like her and one other person like her and Katya, Katya and just like kind of being silly, you know? Yeah, I mean it I mean she is really really funny. I mean, she was like she, I don't know how they got on the topic but of Columbine, but they were like she's making like jokes about like mass <laughs> mass school shootings mm-hmm. and then everyone's like, "Uh," and she's like, "Oh, what?" 
did you guys go to Columbine? No, you didn't because you're still here. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's bad. So that's like oh, her style shit. is like, oh, are you offended by that? Oh, like, and then like she uses that to make oh, another joke, sort of. Sorry, that's funny, but I obviously see how people yeah. would grab their pearls on that one. Yeah, it was intense. And so uh, she's saying... Mama, don't make me put on that dress again. Her single um, mm. from her first one album, Two Birds. That's a good one. Um, she did a cu- acoustic cover of RuPaul's Cover Girl. <laughs> oh, that's cool. How was that? I enjoyed it a lot. It was very emotional. Oh, cool. <laughs> and then uh, she did this really cool part where it was like that she was doing like a bit about religion and then she went into a lip sync uh-huh. and so she has like these two uh, screens on each side of the stage and then they show like stained glass and there's like a stained glass like shined on the background like a you know like a church stained glass thing mm-hmm. and so she's like went into this like mashup of um, it's like there it started with like religious song like a religious song and then it's like evangelical like preachers and people yelling about like sin and stuff like that <laughs> and then but then it goes into like so it'd go in and out of um like die young by kesha mm-hmm. and like a prayer by madonna and then nice. god is a dj by pink Whoa! Oh, okay. that's fun. That's yeah. I yeah. Like that song. So that was like a really that was like one of my favorite moments of the show. Um, she <laughs> she started talking about love songs, and then um, she sang "Landslide" by Stevie Nicks. Oh, and that was awesome. And then her follow up love song was "Skater Boy" by Avril Lavigne. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so Seth we need was to like go, living for that. We need to go to a Trixie show then for sure. Yeah. It was awesome. So then she's like mashed them up. So she was like playing like the picking from Landslide, but singing like this emotional version of Skater Boy. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. Seth, do you remember when it you bought so that like crappy like Avril Lavigne at, at uh, DVD at Goodwill? <laughs> <laughs> and I made you watch it and you were so pissed. Yeah, because you were like, weren't you like living with us for just like a little bit? Yeah, like, for a few months. That's when you moved back to Indy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, forgot I remember about I was this like, DVD. Yeah, I was like, why are we like? Because I like sat down with you and I watched like an entire like Avril Lavigne. We're DVD like getting concert. our life. Tony's like dying in the corner. In the corner. I was like living my life, like dancing and singing along. And Stony was just like on his phone, like angry at the world. I can still sing you some Avril Lavigne songs. I used to be into her until she's, she died. She's not dead. Well, oh. she was replaced by, by Rebecca. So Rebecca's <laughs> Avril Lavigne now. So. <laughs> <laughs> um but um uh, but it was fu- but the show was good and then she switched so then she played like you know the the aggressive like punk i guess you would say mm-hmm. uh chords from skater boy and then sang landslide over that and it turned into like this aggressive like metal song <laughs> she was like screaming oh, no. <laughs> all right trixie <laughs> so that was good she sang moving parts um, this would probably be the next part would be, probably be Stoney's least favorite because she mashed up the middle by Jimmy Eat World with Hot and Cold by Katy Perry. Ugh. Oh, <laughs> Katy Perry. Well, way to God. ruin everything. I was living my life, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I actually like that, like that song, song, even though she's like a terrible person. Ari and uh, Perry. Carrie, Katie, Carrie, Katie. <laughs> <Arian> Perry. Perry. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, her finale was, she sang "Break Your Heart." 
So I like that song. Oh, <laughs> and it was funny because like at one point during this show, someone's like, fuck me with a rake, mom. <laughs> 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 and Tricky's like, nope, we're not doing that. I hope, Uber, <laughs> I hope your Uber driver talks to you all the way home. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of funny. Yikes. <laughs> Um, and then she's like, ooh, an Uber joke in Seattle. How edgy. Because <laughs> <laughs> of uh, Robbie Turner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ooh. I, I thought that was funny. She put some Robbie Turner Uber jokes in there. <laughs> yeah, I caught that as soon as you said that. I was like, ooh, girl. <laughs> Tea accept. <laughs> yeah. Yes, girl. So it was a good, it was a good show. Like, I had a good time. Awesome. Um, yeah. It's cool. So fun, fun. I just know the yeah. first time I see Trixie in person, it's just gonna be great because all that big blonde hair in person and that cackle. I bet I'm just gonna fall out of my chair. Oh god, she's so funny live. I don't know, like, <laughs> ugh. It'll happen one of these days. I mean, she was at Indie Pride before she was like big, mm-hmm. and I remember just thinking like, it was like two summers ago. Ugh, I don't really like Trixie that much. <laughs> yeah, it was probably like three summers ago, or maybe what even one. Yeah, it might have been three. Oh my god! Um, yeah, she's so good because I saw her on her ages three and up um, uh, tour when she was at Rebar here in Seattle, and she like was talking about that as well. And I was like, I was there. <laughs> I was there, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Pick me, um, pick me. Pick me, mom. Fuck me with a rake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so funny. Um, so, yeah. So, that was an awesome week. Um, I also went to see um, Billy Joe Armstrong in his band, his side band from Green Day, The Long Shot. Um, mm-hmm. So, I don't know if we have any of those, like, Green Day fans out there, but I'm just going to talk about it anyways. <laughs> Do it. Um, Wait, let me set my timer and then I'll come back. You don't want to (laughs) hear a song by song breakdown? Wake me up when September ends. Oh, shit. (laughs) Wake me up before you go, go, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. You too. (laughs) Anywho, we've been talking for like 30 minutes, so maybe we should talk about Drag Race. Yes. Yeah. I guess if we have to. <laughs> Final four. Oh, can you believe it? I know. It was intense. Literally. They were camping. <laughs> I don't know. There was so much that happened this episode. Like, it was crazy. There was, there was so much that happened, but also so little. Yeah. Everything <laughs> and nothing at all. Yeah. Everything happened. Or did anything even happen at all? Well, did you even did the show even happen? Eureka rapped in this episode. Yeah, she thinks she's Nicki Minaj, but she's like <laughs> Nicki Huge Minaj. I don't know. She wasn't good. Well, maybe between her and Asia, they can make like a dancer that's just right. Yes, girl. I liked Asia's verse. Cameron yeah. was the best, I think, just as far as like vocals. Cameron yeah, did it. really well. Yeah, like everything about up. Cameron this week, I was living for. I know. I was like, "Fuck my life." She might actually win this, and I'm gonna be so annoyed. <laughs> even, <laughs> even the glasses during the "What's the Tea" podcast, I was like, "Oh wow, I'm like suddenly attracted to Cameron." 
Like something was, like, about those glasses like turned me on, I think. Well, no, where it started She was, was in a when, wife beater. Maybe well, that was it. No, it was the part of the show where they were doing their um choreo with Todd, right? And um <laughs> Stoney's like, Oh my gosh, Cameron like all of a sudden looks really cute. I know, because like... Because he had his little wife beater on and the hat yeah, and the glasses. Getting sweaty. I think this... some kind of sweatpants. You know how I feel about boys in sweatpants. This season, though, I haven't really found Cameron attractive. Even the people, like, in the beginning were like, oh my god, Cameron. I was like, he's okay, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> he's alright. Like, I'm not gonna say no, but, I mean... I'm not, yeah. not gonna chase him either. <laughs> oh, nobody's chasing anybody. Race um, chasers. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, so the show starts and uh, Miss Cracker was eliminated. She's gone by Miss Cracker. Bye, Miss Cracker. Bye, girl. Love R. you. R.I.P. with the wheat T-T-Y-N. <laughs> <laughs> I-D-K, W-T-I. <laughs> oh, God. So uh, I really enjoy the top of the show because we get this moment of asia where she's talking about she was haunted by her words about miss cracker and that she really owes her an apology and i was like good on her girl because that was harsh yeah i'm glad that came out too i mean we know before this aired that asia apologized or tried to apologize but yeah that was just like crossing the line and she recognized that so good for her good for her come back from that i hope so um, Eureka was like getting really aggressive about wanting to win. <laughs> uh, I was just like, girl, like everyone wants to win. I don't know. There, it's like I don't know if I do if I don't like Eureka or if they're just like giving her like this sort of like villain esque edit, and that's uh-huh. making me annoyed with her. Well, I don't understand. I've noticed the show like it has how it's evolved. Like, like basically the like this part of the show is like the cold open show, right? Or part of the show. So they, like, try to always make it, like, dramatic no matter what. And I feel like... I don't know. I think it's just WoW being, like, dramatic. And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. Eureka, like, say some shitty stuff. And then we'll put ominous music in the background. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. The, the noise. The shade noise. Yeah. But, yeah. So I was just like, all right, girl. Like, I don't I don't know. It's like, I don't want to hate on Eureka because she has been pretty solid, like, the whole show, the whole season. But as of recently, like... I, I mean, there was a point, like, maybe one or two weeks ago where I was like, oh, yeah, Eureka's going to win. It's going to be awesome. And it's like, I still wouldn't mind if Eureka won. Mm-hmm. But she's sort of like, I've I've just, like, really been, like, interested in others in the top four. Yeah. And I think kind of along the same lines with Eureka, like, the Vixen's a really good example because I think that she's still a good queen. So I've had plenty of moments where... I kind of have to check myself, right? It's like, do I, am I just being annoyed because it's Vixen or is what she's saying a good point and I'm disregarding it because she's the Vixen? Um, people are doing that with Eureka too, just like they did it with mm-hmm. Fifi O'Hara on her season and what happened after. Yeah, absolutely. I think my thing with the Vixen, I just don't really like glitter eyebrows, like the way <laughs> she painted her eyebrows. And I think Asia did it this week and I was also not feeling it. So I don't know why that just like turns me off, like as far as makeup aesthetic. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. anyways, um, so next day in the workroom, they are starting to rehearse with Todrick Hall yes. and it's a struggle for like two fourths of the girls. I guess we could, you know, what's it called when you make it like one half 
I don't know. Fractions are weird. Ratios? Wait. Well, it's like, Wait, you know, number... it's like two fours, but it's really like one half. Number you know? words. Oh, fractions? I know what you're saying. You're, yeah, like you basically. Reducing? <laughs> you reduce called, like, the reducing? fraction. Yeah. Yeah, girl. Woo! Oh, my I'm God. I'm so smart. We got there. <laughs> oh, my God. Girl, I'm a calculus queen, girl. <laughs> that was terrible. Well, you are an accountant. I would ho- I was kind of hoping that you would be able to help me out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so smart. <laughs> girl. Um, so, Eureka is clearly struggling, which we all kind of knew was going to happen because she has struggled like every dance choreography challenge mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I was like this could land her in the bottom but you know yeah if she's not careful right because she's got that mental block of performing and then also being injured during choreography mm-hmm. so just pushing through is her big thing who was the other one so Cameron was a little on the struggle Cameron bus. was kind of bad yeah well and Asia was like very robotic Asia was great Oh, are we talking about... You're talking about the actual, like, performance. Like, oh. I, I thought you meant, like, the singing. Like, Asia was not very good. Like, oh, she was struggling right. with Tajik. Yeah. yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, she was. Yeah, Cameron had the best vocals. I thought, um... Aquaria did pretty bad, but they made it really good in the final track. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So, vocal-wise, Aquaria was on the struggle bus, and then Todd Tadric had to work his magic and... Make sure she stayed in the appropriate key, like reach the key and then stayed in the key. Yeah, girl. I mean, the they final... were asking her to sing high, though. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The final track with Asia actually wasn't bad. No. But my I mean, favorite one was... was good. Yeah. I th- yeah. I like Cameron's the best. I think the best was Cameron's. But I liked Asia's performance the best. Or not. Well, Asia and Aquaria were the best for me in the performance wise. They're all really solid. Like in the final performance? Yeah. Like in the final performance, I thought they were the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I th- we're kind of like skipping ahead. I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of hard with top four because like there's not much to... You like... Yeah. It's so easy to jump to what happened. And there really wasn't like a main... There wasn't the mini challenge. It was more just like the podcast they rehearsed then did the main challenge. Recording. So not like yeah. a lot to cover, I guess. That's true. Um, well, just, when Eureka said she wanted to rap, I was like, good luck, queen. <laughs> like, I know that's not going to end well. <laughs> oh, I know. And like, yeah, like you mentioned earlier, Todrick was trying to make some of them sing higher. It's all to like go with that feminine persona but we see plenty of queens that have like their successful quote-unquote recording careers and you know they they do what they want and they're successful yeah and just while we're talking about recording i did want to hit on and having more of a uh, conversation about asia's session with todrick because i felt like todrick was like a little bit harder on asia than the other girls i don't know if anybody else got that impression Oh, just a little bit. Well, there was the joking line about Asia not having rhythm because that's the big stereotype, right? Like, if you're black, you can sing, you can dance, but some of us just don't got it that way. <laughs> um, I'm not one of those, but <laughs> hey, I've got I've got plenty of friends and family who just can't find the note or can't find the two step at least. This so is the beat. Yeah. Clap with the beat. <laughs> so Todrick was like, okay, I see your foot doing what you're supposed to do, but now I need your voice. To yeah. Do he was like, I'm not going to let it. no black girl out, yeah. out there. <laughs> I'm not, not going to have you out here making me look crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess so I didn't I, read it as that, but um, you know, when people are good, 
regardless of what it is and what kind of challenge people are going to push you. Like if Todrick knows you're a performer, he's not going to accept something he thinks is just okay, even if you're kind of like skating by. I think yeah. it's when people push is when you know that they're invested in your success. Absolutely. Because I mean, you know, you saw like when Aquaria was doing her dance rehearsal, she was like picking it up real quick and he seemed really impressed with her. So oh, yeah. well, all the girls did, I guess, too. Uh-huh. Aquaria was not coming to play during dance rehearsal. I would be intimidated as hell if they're like, all right, let's practice this. And then like all of a sudden Aquaria's just like got it down pat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been like, fuck my dancing right <laughs> <laughs> i really liked uh this is skipping ahead a little bit but i really liked aquaria's um the dress she wore um at the the performance performance uh, yeah the like red dress, the red dress yeah because it had yeah the red carpet stuff on it i was like that's cool mm-hmm. which they probably provided that to her but it was still cool it still looked great on her yeah absolutely and she was definitely doing this sort of like madonna Yes. nod with yes. that you know from the the vogue video mm-hmm. she even did like the hand motions around the cones yep and everything so um i like that i don't know can we talk about cameron's dress because i don't know if i liked it or not and on the, the performance? performance yeah i thought it was more like it was like oh that's like a fun cute pride dress yeah but i thought it could have been like a little more va va voom, but luckily yeah. her performance. It was just like basic that. pride bitch like dress, yeah, which is cool. Yeah. But I mean, it wasn't bad, but it was just like a nude illusion that was like too much nude and not enough illusion. It kind of was like <laughs> mm-hmm. she had a runway earlier this season where it was like the butterflies. It was like pride collars, yes. and it was a lot of nude. It she kinda, looked like a fairy. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of that. I, I like see that, that past look. Yeah. And then Asia, did you guys like her outfit for the performance? It was okay. Yeah, it was all right. I thought it was like a muted version of her Tweety Bird that she wore. So this was more like um, the complete opposite of that yeah, look. Yeah, I, I wrote that it reminded me of the cover of the Strokes album. Is this <laughs> it? <laughs> oh my God. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> I know exactly like she what you're came, talking about. She came out and I was like... <laughs> Is she, like, a fan of the Strokes? Oh, my God. She... <laughs> Seth, you hit the nail on the head with yeah, that. Nice yeah, nice reference pull. That's exactly what that looks like. So I was, like, <laughs> automatically like the dress more because of that. But I also, I mean, it was really interesting the way the feathers hung off and the way they moved when she was dancing. Uh-huh. So I really liked the outfit. And, um, yeah, I think she was real good. I thought, ugh, I thought Eureka was, like, so dumb. <laughs> I, See, I didn't hate it. I thought I it was. It. I thought it was like she had funny moments in it. I I don't know. I didn't dislike it. She wasn't my favorite, but I thought it was solid. Well, she finally didn't wear her loaf hair, so I'm sure a lot of people were excited about that. But mm-hmm. I thought her wig seemed like really small on her. I think that um, for me, the hair and makeup was there. For Eureka, the performance is always kind of like. Um, a little touchy for her like there's always a period where she's kind of adjusting and getting warmed up and by the end of the performance she's there so i think yeah. i was just seeing more of that like you kind of saw a little bit of the nerves but by the end of her numbers she was in her eureka persona and she was comfortable yeah i think that's you know kind of like because we saw that with her share um performance she mm-hmm. kind of started off real weak but ended strong 
So, I, th- I mean, she was good, but as far as the four girls, I think she was probably my least favorite in the performance number. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk about podcast, the their interviews a little bit? Yeah, so I'm like, oh my gosh, sorry, Rue and Michelle, but I'm seriously like 10 weeks behind on the podcast. I just, <laughs> I get in these moods where I, I miss music and then I fall way behind on my shows that I follow because all I want to do yeah. is listen to music, so... Um, but the podcast is really good. So seeing this part of the show was exciting for me because we always look forward to, you know, who's going to be on the show. It's usually somebody who's a yeah. judge on the show. And um, the way inter- the way Rue interviews and Michelle interviews, they just pull so much out of people in such a fun they way. They do. I did least listen to Lena Dunham's episode recently of Whatcha, or not Whatcha Packin', um, of their podcast. Was it yeah. palatable? It was interesting. She definitely, um, there were a couple moments. I mean, she de- you, d- you get to see more of the human side of her, like not the crazy lena dunham you see in the news so well, that's good it was interesting um you know she's such a fan of rupaul's drag race and it you know is even more apparent in her interview too mm-hmm. um but yeah even then a lot of the pre the pre talk between just uh rue and michelle was like really funny too yeah Ooh. their banter is always solid <laughs> yeah they're funny um yeah it it was cool to see that as podcasters ourselves yeah and of course you know we got to see a little more learn a little more about the queens especially at this point in the competition uh cameron being there this episode might save her a little bit just because we get bits and pieces of cameron and we're like why haven't you been sharing this but at least you're sharing it now i feel like we got to learn a lot about cameron during her session and i was like tearing up a little bit I was like, oh, Cameron. I know. I, ca- I guess I can like you now. It's more. <laughs> well, I mean, I always liked her, but like, I felt like more connected to her, yeah. which in turn makes you like the queen more. Mm-hmm. I think Cameron, like, I, I don't know. I, I enjoy like seeing these moments with her, even on Untucked, like her and her mom. And I feel like, you know, if they were to bring back Cameron for like an all stars, I would be down because I feel like she might be more open on the second time. So are uh, you saying that she's not going to win or I don't think she'll win. Like I, cause I think at this point, <laughs> like it's like, okay, well you're very solid and pretty good queen, but I think there's a couple people that might be ahead of her. <laughs> well, we'll see based on some of these prediction videos we watched yesterday. Oh, what were, what were the prediction videos saying? I don't know the, if we're watching like official spoilers. No, we're watching but... a ton of like season 11, uh, casting, predictions and, and also all-stars, all-stars four. four oh yeah i heard i heard i didn't see anything but i heard the all-stars four rumors like people were not impressed with who was on that season it's we won't spoil it yet but like basically like it's a lot of people are turning it down which sucks yeah <laughs> yeah i mean a lot of these queens at this point are it's, just like so successful yeah and it's just too soon it's just too soon i think honestly all-stars could take like a couple years off it needs, yeah. to take a, I, it needs to take at least one year off. Yeah. yeah. It needs I, a chill pill. <laughs> it does. So they can actually sit in a boardroom and say, okay, 
who and why, not just like who we think is popular. I would rather them film like a season 11 and 12 back to back rather than like another All-Stars 4. Yeah, I'm the same way because the last two All-Stars have been like so dramatic it's almost hard to like enjoy them, you know? Like mm-hmm. with Alaska's meltdown and then her like trying to buy off Detox supposedly or whatever. And then with the last one with Ben Delacrim dropping out and then um and then uh Trixie won and didn't have like a lot of wins so people thought she didn't deserve it and the whole Shangela not making it to the final two things so it was like yeah. it's just been a lot yeah for sure so um my favorite line <laughs> in Eureka's podcast she's like my mom will say it, I could and I was like she sounded just like Forrest Gump <laughs> I, like, I know stupid. <laughs> I thought the same thing I was like all right Tom Hanks <laughs> yeah I was like okay Tom Hanks work girl <laughs> <laughs> Um, during Asia's podcast, I really liked a lot of that as well. She was talking more about losing her parents early. And so it's clearly that's why she's the parent to the rest of the girls. Cause mm-hmm. you know, she has had to be her own parent for a while now. So I guess she said she lost them when they were 20, when she was 27 she's 35 now. So it's like almost 10 years. So, yeah, yeah. I thought that was crazy. Like definitely, uh, just shows you like how, strong of a person she is to like be able to go through all that mm-hmm. and be like as successful as she is yeah yeah definitely should we move on to the runway Run yes did you guys notice that there's the new sponsor mickey's weho we got a new sponsor for rupaul's drag race no i didn't catch that no girl they gave them all like cocktails in the main episode and put them in mickey's weho glasses Oh, so that's hmm. where um, a lot of the queens perform. I think um, Morgan McMichael's regularly books. I forget what the show's called, but she has a show that she regularly books brew girls and other girls uh, to to do at Mickey's WeHo. Yeah, I'm familiar with the venue. I didn't. I guess I didn't catch the glasses. Oh, I catch all the promos, girl. <laughs> 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 they are all getting ready for the. Um, runway and they're all sort of talking about how the odds they everyone thinks the odds are stacked against them and um and for the first time cameron says that she could win so that's a different beat in the show because we don't see cameron talking herself up much right usually she's kind of shying away from that and she's kind of realizing you know i did do this work and I'm still part of the competition. It very well could be me if I keep at it. Yeah. I mean, and she says, I think the real reason why she is always not like super, um, you know, positive about her work is because she says she doesn't want to be disappointed. So maybe she's been disappointed a lot in her life. So she doesn't want to get too excited about, you know, saying, oh, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. Because then if you don't win, then you're disappointed. Yep. And that makes perfect sense because we've heard her say before, you know, let's just see what the judges say and then we'll celebrate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They all talk about how Vanjie's the real winner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. Vanjie. <laughs> um, then we get to the runway, and I really liked Rue's dress that she wore. She looked like a purple flamer. I mean, yes. um, a flame monster yes. of the world. <laughs> Um, a flame monster of the world <laughs> did you guys notice like that it was either an editing mistake or something where they started like showing brew talking you know doing her spiel and she's like already looking at the next camera and then they cut to the camera she was looking at and it was really awkward <laughs> no i, I missed I that, miss that one. maybe watch that section again but i was like i don't know if they messed up on editing or if rue didn't get her like 
directions she was looking at correct or what but it was like noticeable oh i missed that mr production i don't say as an editor like i noticed things like that just like stick out to me i'm like the editing is off girl <laughs> the category is top four eleganza extravaganza yes girl and first is aquaria and yes, she has like yes, yes. this sparkly black dress with little sparkly stars all over it yeah did you guys like that? I was dying. Toot. Toot that look. Top two of the week. <laughs> I mean, she was wearing a mermaid tail. And you know how I feel about that from the denim and diamonds challenge. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I-, <laughs> I thought it looked better on you know in this outfit so maybe it's just mermaid tails aren't for denim (laughs) just the attention to detail is just there like the makeup was really fun with the teardrop um makeup effect going off so cool the hair was laying just right like it needed to be that hairstyle i I can't see that dress with any other hairstyle i think that's what saved it like it wasn't really anything that like overly like extravagant but it was more like the attention to detail the stars like on mm-hmm. her eyes and all that stuff like it just put together it's just like another awesome the solid fit look was perfect her. yeah if you're gonna do like yeah. the chap style dress like that's how it needs to be fitted otherwise it's not mm-hmm. gonna work and yeah, she just not. she just served it she did i loved her farrah fawcett wig that's like the vibe i was getting mm-hmm. was sort of like 70s inspired look sort of and she's moving just right in it too oh, just wiggling all over the runway just just fishy <laughs> on the stage so fishy um <laughs> next we have asia and she had this sort of like cerulean and gold glitter pattern this Come is cerulean. Yeah, that that color, the color combo was great with the yeah. hair. Like it was very Egyptian royalty. Where yes. do you think she fished out that cerulean dress like out of some bargain bin at a gap? I, I think that <laughs> <laughs> that co- <laughs> that color was chosen for her by <laughs> and then it trickle down to the bargain bin into that lumpy sweater you've got on yeah <laughs> that was like the whole time i couldn't stop thinking about that when she was walking i don't uh, know how i feel about her bejeweled uh chin though that was kind of weird to me that kind of threw me off i think that maybe if it were like smaller like give me more sailor moon like give me maybe like Mm -hmm. a thinner kind of jewel right there and it would have made more of a pop yeah i agree i liked her big earpiece though her big jeweled earpiece yeah yeah it was really i liked it Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was serving me Nefertiti, girl. Yeah, the hair color was right for this dress, too. It wouldn't have worked if she gave us a big um, Beyonce blonde moment. It wouldn't have worked. Uh-uh, definitely not. Because then it's, it would just been, like, too much with the gold and mm-hmm. blonde. It's like, no girl. Exactly. Cameron, <laughs> she, she did this, like, sparkly lavender nude illusion. And I was like, when she came out, I was like, this seems like the most basic outfit so far. <laughs> No, she looked so good. I mean, it was basic, but like, there's something about like just putting it all together, and I feel like she put it completely together with and the lavender hair, yeah. like the lavender nude, like with the crystals and the diamonds. It was just, it was very well put together. I mean, the judges are eating it up. Sometimes I feel like those stage lights can ruin a dress's moment, but I think on TV it still looked good. But you know, in person that 
that whole ensemble probably looked much better. Yeah. Well, then I saw Eureka come out and I was like, nope, Cameron's dress was not the worst. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, I was having her defining moment. Welcome to the stage, Miss Miriam Webster. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I think this was kind of a reach. Like, I don't know. And they said this on fashion photo review. They were like, this would have been cool if it was like I don't know the first look when you walked in the workroom. <laughs> Your intro, agreed. And it's like we don't need to know like all of this. Like it's the final four. Like why not pick something like sickening? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like a basic ass dress. It was just like a silver dress with like the words printed on it. Yeah, and I get what she was trying to do. Like she wanted to show her personality and that she is campy and fun, but girl, we get it. Like you're yeah. you're Eureka. You don't have to do any of that shit. At first I was like, "Oh wow." But then I was like 10 seconds in, I was like, "All right, like I've already lost interest in this, you know? Like can we just get off the stage now?" I liked the headpiece. I liked like the accessories and the makeup, but it was just kind of it was more just, I, and I, I feel like it's more, like, it, it wasn't bad, but, like, this is Final Four. Like, this should have been something you would have done, like, the first episode, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they make the girls all, you know, like, tell advice to their younger selves. And, like, was that the only picture they could find of Asia? Like, it looks like they printed that off, like, microfiche or something like that. <laughs> 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 I was like, I guess that's Asia. I can't really see an actual person in this picture. Maybe but... that's all they had. Maybe that's it all they like had. It was like some Vincent Van Gogh painting of her or something. <laughs> like, it was very surreal. <laughs> Maybe that is all they had. <laughs> I was like, damn. But this Eureka's was pretty bad, too. So, like, the similarly. <laughs> Those moments are always so cute. Just you yeah, see. I always like when they do this. Yeah. I found myself most emotional with um, Cameron's message um, because I just I don't know. It was just interesting to see like how she pushes her, you know, pushes herself and like you know the whole thing with like her dad and stuff like that. And I was also, I, but I, I think I related more to Eureka's because as a big girl myself, mm-hmm. I um, <laughs> very Come much, through. as much as I like sort of shade Eureka sometimes, I really do like her message because I also feel like I can be a little too much sometimes. Like, you know, when I'm editing the podcast, and I was like, damn, I'm just like walking all over this podcast, not letting Jamal and Stoney speak enough. Like, oh, no. So <laughs> that's like my inner saboteur Uh-oh. talking, maybe. <laughs> Girl. Talk space, if you're listening, we'd like to um, be a sponsor. Yeah. Girl, I need a whole team from We Talk need space. a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> we need like a Google Hangout of like talk space like let's get on the hangout girl (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but you know just you know as far as like being a little too much you know being feeling like you're not good enough because of your size and um you know feeling comfortable in yourself like i've sort of kind of started i don't know i kind of have trying to been letting myself feel more comfortable so Mm -hmm. i do really like eureka's message a lot as much as i do well as much as i have been shaving shading shaving as much as i've been (laughs) for the record i have not shaved eureka um but 
in the past, you know, as much as I've been shading her, like I really do like her message a lot. Uh-huh. So, uh-oh. Jamal, you can't eat bacon on the podcast. I'm just what putting it close for Ooh, when Ooh, let's do done. some ASMR bacon no. edition. Uh, we are not eating like any meat products on this podcast. <laughs> I'm not about to eat meat right now. <laughs> Get um, out of my business. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways um i think that's I thought, our cue girl <laughs> yeah we're we're wrapping up now i thought todrick was wrong about eureka's dress being the best um that was and, yeah uh, i don't know i liked michelle's comment because about it like having her name on it <laughs> yeah um Leave yeah so then they all lip sync to call me mother which is a top root hit. Yeah, girl, I like that song. It's a I good do one. Too. I'm just never gonna forget um, "Body Like Wow." I just, I'm always gonna have Ben De La Creme right in my I head. I wrote that note too. <laughs> yeah, the whole time I was just like, I could see like, because this is one of the lip sync songs from All Stars Three. Uh-huh. So I just kept thinking of Ben De La Creme, like that Body choreo. Like wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! So good, truly Gets iconic. Me every time, just every time. Yes, I know. <laughs> so um, then, you know, no one's at home. They're gonna do a final four again Top this year. Four. Good job, ladies! You're in the finale. You're in the four-part finale. <laughs> I'm ready for that, like Sasha Valore Rose moment, girl. Look, who's gonna yes. give it to us? <laughs> Who is gonna give it to us? I have no Ooh, idea. Probably Eureka. Eureka's extra enough to do that. You know, Aquarius is gonna bring some shit. That creative little fairy. What if Eureka takes a loaf off of her head and then it turns out to be a confetti gun? Oh, oh my, my god! god. <laughs> Stop right there. Cheers. <laughs> Too and much. She starts, shoot- she starts shooting like t-shirts into the audience from her loaf. <laughs> I'd say hashtag Team Aquaria on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's the episode, you guys. I don't think this ran as long as I thought it was going to, but <laughs> thanks for coming this week. Stay tuned for next Wednesday when we do an Untucked episode. And on that episode, we're doing another drag queen review because we sent our heterosexual friend Nick to sacramento pride last week yes out west honey yes girl and he saw raja and if you're following us on instagram you've gotten to see a preview clip of that so good job for being a part of the gang you guys we have like reporters everywhere so like we'll continue to bring you coverage from all around the world just like cnn hell yeah we're about to be like those drag coven girls just like drag coven who every show Who's she? I don't know her. Uh-oh. <laughs> she by Sheree? Uh-oh. So make sure you are tuning in for all the content coming at you this week, girl. Um, and make sure you subscribe and like and comment on whatever platform you listen on. Yes, please. And until next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.